This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. From Sugar 23, I'm Angela Ledgerwood, and this is Lit Up. We have something special for you today to wrap up the year And I wanted to talk to our producer, Liam Billingham, because he has been on the, he's been the third wheel in all of these conversations (laughs) you've been hearing about. And I want you to get to know Hi, everybody. It's me, the third wheel, Liam, (laughs) the producerial third wheel. Wow. I'm on Lit Up. This is, this is crazy. It's great. It's Um, fun. Well, I hope so. I hope so, Liam. (laughs) We've completely forgotten how to communicate with each other now that we're doing it on a microphone. But we'll loosen into it. We're going to loosen up. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I spend most of my time listening to Angela talk to other people. And so it's a it's an honor to be the person talked to, I guess, is the way to think about it. So we figured that it's been such an interesting year and we've had such a range of people on the show. And... I was just reflecting back and we thought it'd be fun to ask each other just some some of the memorable um, either images or ideas that came up from the year in conversation um, and just go from there to remind everyone of the past episodes they can go and listen to. Yeah, and I think, you know, we the show started in March as a Sugar 23 podcast. We'd been working on it for a long time, a few months prior to that, not a lot. It felt like a long time, but in retrospect, it wasn't that long of a time. And we have produced, this would be like our 31st episode of the year, which is pretty great. Pretty, pretty exciting. And then we have a big, exciting Christmas announcement that we'll get to at the end of the episode. I'm just proud. I mean, think about it. 31, that's definitely means I've read 31 books. Although some of our guests, like you might have listened to, were journalists this year or books editors that kind of thing but I think you probably read close to 30 books for the podcast that's amazing I was thinking about certain images that have popped into my head so I want to ask you first Liam because I feel like we gravitate to often we 
the same issues resonate or ideas, but um, you know, we're very different people. And I want to know what struck you about one of our guests or an episode. I certainly have not read every book that you have, um, to be totally honest, but I think the things that I think back on for this show going very, going back almost to the beginning is our second conversation was with Jen Silverman, who wrote the book, we play ourselves and man, living as I did in New York for a long time and being in the theater world and then moving to LA, uh, that book resonated me because it resonated with me because it's about a like a young woman who gets canceled if if that's the right term and moves out to LA to kind of get away from everything and like so often it's kind of about this person coming to terms with them with themselves and their mistakes and their choices and it has a third act let's say that goes in a direction I did not expect it to at all and so often these books are written by or so often these kinds of books or movies about like men who kind of like have to get their act together. And I think what's great is that this felt like a different perspective on the same thing. And there's like a little bit of cringe comedy in the book. And I love that kind of like, you're slightly uncomfortable kind of feeling to that book. So Jen Silverman's book, We Play Ourselves, which I think everybody should read. It's, it's really, really great. And just, you know, it's a book that I keep thinking about. And Jen rules. She's like the coolest person. And she's so cool to follow on Instagram and see her, watch her do like cool things that I want to be doing. So. No, but what did you do to get canceled in New York? Me? Yeah. No, 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 no. You said you identified with the Angela, book so I told, much. I told you not to bring that up here. What about you? Will you tell me about one? Well, it's, it's strange that we just had that segue, which we hadn't planned, but just mentioning... Uh, kind of the internet and changing your identity and those kinds of things really makes me think of Taping Chen's book, mm. uh, Land of Big Numbers, and so many uh, topics in her collection of short stories were drawn from her own experiences of being a reporter in China. And one of the things I still cannot get over are the funeral strippers. <laughs> this idea that, and you know, the way she came across this real phenomenon was she was in a small town and in the newspaper, the government was saying, was clamping down on funeral strippers. Um, and there were these notices in the paper saying, um, you know, it's not respectful to have strippers come to your funerals and things. So the point is, is that people to get a good crowd at a funeral will hire funeral strippers. And I think it doesn't sound like it's really kind of sexually lascivious no. or anything. It's more kind of like they pump up the crowd. Like they're like hype corner men. They're like hype men or something. Hype people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is this. Yeah. It's such a fascinatingly weird cultural thing. That one is very strange, but I would love to be a fly on the wall to see that. And then just some other amazing images that I keep saying images, but I guess happenings. You know, in China, there are these robots that cut the noodles at the restaurants. Somehow I had soba noodles the other night and I brought it up and I just imagined a robot back in the kitchen. Um, but in China, you know, you watch the robots are the the thing to come come to and I think in their arms there are knives and they kind of move up and down like a 
you know, like what's that Robato? Mr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I always imagine them chopping the noodles. But another, our first episode with Catelyn Greenwich, and that's, I mean, she's a writer that it's just, she's blown up. You can follow her work on Harper's Bazaar, but her book, Liberty, is such a beautiful mother-daughter story. But it's worth listening to the episode for her laugh, for that the greatest laugh deep, I've ever heard. Yeah, generous cackle um, that just brings the broadest smile to you while you're listening to it. And she is very revealing about her own relationship with her mother, and she's one of three very boisterous sisters. It's just a beautiful episode. It is a really great episode. And also, I feel like that, I think the New York Times had a list of best historical fiction of 2021. And I think that book was number, or the first one listed in terms of books. And, you know, it was interesting. I mean, it was, I have not yet read it, but I was like, oh, I got to get back to this one. You know, we move so quickly through the show that sometimes you miss books that you really, 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 really want to read. And I have like a, a, now a stack of books that are looking at me from this podcast that I have to get back to. But one that I did get to basically immediately after we recorded was Intimacies, which is Katie Kitamura's book about a translator, translator living in The Hague and translating for a war criminal. And also she's sort of dealing with an, a strange relationship with a married man. And that book kind of snuck up on me. I was telling Angela before the recording, I finished reading and I was like, that was really great. And then it's just continued to sort of like live rent free in my subconscious and come up. And in addition to the fact that it's getting this end of the year coverage from New York Times and other places, but like it's it's a book that feels very, very close to like 1970s European cinema, which is really interesting in that there's this strange, bewitching, hypnotic quality to it and things that feel small and innocuous in the in the big picture like are very sinister and strange. And the book, to its credit, never resolve some of these strange tensions that exist. And I think that, I mean this in the best way, it's not a flashy book, but it's a book that like sticks with you and stays in your brain and is very like powerful and poetic without trying too hard to be either of those things. I just admire Katie's like writing and ability. And also she was like a delightful person. Totally. I I love that book as well. And I think... um... Our conversation, well, I think everyone can relate to this, reading something and imagining who that person, um, how they must be and what their voice would be like or what type of energy they'd have. And sometimes it's one of the real surprises of this show is when a writer is so unexpectedly not the kind of dark brooding person you (laughs) you might have imagined had written a book like this you know, on comes this kind of beautifully light presence, mm-hmm. you know, very warm, light, funny Easy presence. Easy to talk to. Yeah. So um, that was a real surprise too. I love that. I'm going to mention someone I really love too, Liam, and I know this book keeps staring at you and you, um, it's you know, we all have those stacks, don't I've we? I've had people text me about this book without knowing that I worked on the podcast the podcast episode. And they've been like, have you read this yet? And I'm like, no, like, stop, stop bringing this up to me, please. But I will read it. Who is it, Angela? 
So it's Nadia Awusu, and it, the book we're talking about is Aftershocks, and it's her first memoir, and it's incredibly poignant and quiet, but just hits you in the gut, um, particularly in some scenes. And it's about looking back on her relationship with her father, who was a, a delegate at the UN Mm-hmm. And I don't want to give away a lot of the plot, but it's really coming to terms with um, an illness he had and and her own childhood and her mother. Her mother's lineage um, is Armenian and their family are survivors of the Armenian genocide. And so her mother does abandon them, the family, and the an earthquake happens the day that her mother comes back to visit her so in armenia in, right in armenia so um, there's this thread and theme through the book of the aftershocks of an earthquake but personally how we all grapple with the aftershocks of a trauma that really shifts everything for us and uh, yeah she's just an such an elegant writer and talk about like images like one of the things that i remember is the rock the rocking chair that she finds sort of at her lowest and this is just from her talking about it but at one of her lowest points finding a rocking chair on the street in new york and being like i have to take this home and going home and sitting in the rocking chair for like days days yeah that's i that's like and i believe that was the title of the episode but that was like a big thing that stuck out it's like this very, very specific memory that she has. Yeah, that's my 20, that's my my next book, my next book after I finish the book that I'm reading right now. Um, another one that I thought I would bring up, well, I have one to bring up and then I want to talk about my favorite interaction on this podcast of 2021. So the book that I wanted to, is actually the last episode, the last episode with Uli Butter-Cohen about uh, her book. And I have not read this book. We just released the episode, but like, what a wonderfully expansive, warm, amazing guest. Like I I could not, I edit these episodes. I, I play a role in deciding what we keep in and what we keep out. And like, it was very, very hard to remove anything from this episode because she was such a fascinating guest who could talk about anything. And it was just amazing to listen to. And I'm sure you had a great time talking to her. I was not there for that one. Well, that was an in-person recording right. and they're always so much so much fun. And her book is called Between the Lines and it's based upon um, seven years of riding the New York subway and interviewing people on there about what they're reading. But it's obviously about so much more than that. You know, each of those interactions is its own little, almost like quite an intense exchange between people and people go deep so fast Mm -hmm. uh, when it connects to you know why they've been drawn to a book at a certain time um and that's all shared uh you know in her book and in the episode she's a wonderful person and uh someone who really contributes to the literary scene particularly in new york city but is always supporting writers across the board and creative people um she's wonderful yeah, she she seems great. It was like lovely to listen to. Um, are there any other episodes that stand out that you want to mention? Any any other things? Definitely, it's so hard to pick, and I feel yeah. like we could do another whole you know half hour about all the episodes we're not talking about. But one I think that was very important this year was our conversation with Clint Smith, 
about his book, How the Word is Past, a reckoning with history, that a reckoning with the history of slavery across America. And Clint is has such warmth um, and I think allows people from any background or any persuasion to come to this book. And I don't mean learn along with him because he is you know, so brilliant and has um, his own perspective on things, but he's a very generous guide. He revisits places that have been very significant in the history of slavery in America and tries to get us to look at these, this, this land in, with the context of what happened there. And in many cases, the history has just been erased from that that place where very significant things happened. And, you know, two examples is going to uh, Jefferson's estate in Monticello and going on certain tours that some of which just leave out his relationship to slavery. And then a very difficult and poignant part of the book is when he goes to Angola in Louisiana and looks at what's happened there. But I really recommend both the book and that episode because you know Clint is so funny and kind yeah and just somehow you know obviously just has such a expansive big heart and um wants to help uh people understand more about this country so we can all move forward kind of with more tolerance and and love yeah it's really really great He's a, he was, that was an amazing episode to listen to. And like, what a, we've been like, we've, we have the nicest guests. We have the nicest people on this show. We're so, so lucky. And to that point, my favorite interaction of 2021 with this podcast was we had Ann Patchett on recently and we had some technical snafus while we were setting up, which is always a little stressful. And I think Angela, you had to restart and we were sitting there and I was sort of like, anxious and then Ann Patchett very was like Liam where are you where are you located and I was like oh I'm in Burbank and she was like oh I grew up in Glendale and like immediately was just interested in having a conversation with me as opposed to sitting there and waiting for things to be fixed and it was such like a great zen human moment of Ann Patchett who when you listen to the episode is not a particularly online person and is very much a analog in real life person just kind of being like, what's going on? What's happening? And her curiosity and uh, sort of attitude about being on Zoom and just talking to someone sort of lit me up this year. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, like we're getting, we've all spent so much time on our screens and like this feels like a real human interaction on a screen. And those are hard to come by. And I feel like I'll always remember, that's gonna be one of my memories for this year is Ann Patchett kind of like finding a way to cut through the technology and just have a conversation while we were, you know, waiting to start recording. Well, I think that reminds me of the Tooch, Stanley Tucci. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. And I think to your point about Anne kind of turning the tables and asking you a question, when Stanley Tucci said, wait, 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 I want to know about you. Tell me about your life. It was such a... I don't know. It's so kind and fun. And I think, you know, in that case, we had a particular connection to restaurants and food. And I do have, look, and there's a reason why we're drawn to certain people and certain books. The same goes for this show. Why do we pick certain people and not others? 
the same way, you know, with Uli Boydikohen, why do people, why are people reading the book on the subway that they are? There's so much decision making and following through that goes along with that. So I think similarly for us, um, you know, you obviously always hope that someone well known is is great, you know, and as as lovely as you hope they will be. But I think in that case, I was so surprised and um and I don't mean surprised. What do I mean, Liam? I was just it was such fun to have such genuine laughter and silliness. Stanley Tucci is exactly who you want him to be. I Genuinely think maybe a good way to great. Think about it. Yeah, yeah, like lovely and friendly and and just a total total delight. So, I mean, yeah, he he was great. He was so so great. So, Angela, let's, let's wrap this up. We've been talking for too long. So, what's our Christmas present to everybody? Do you want to tell them or should I tell everybody? I'm happy to. So we've had a lot of requests for where all these past episodes are. It was like they disappeared into the metaverse. Because this show existed before it was a Sugar 23 podcast and there are like a whole bunch of old episodes that are not online, are not available. Hundreds of them, in fact. And so many, many of them that we were able to to find and, you know, bring back – will be up in the feed. Uh, right now, as you're listening right to Right now. So oh. they're not re-edited, so you'll see how I have over many years hopefully improved my interview skills a little bit. Um, but there are such great episodes, gosh, with um, Karl Ove Knausgaard, where I was particularly nervous. Um, he seems like an intimidating figure. Just, yeah, he's just, not really intimidating. I think he's just, it's almost like the um, his reputation precedes him. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. He's a, know, he looms large. Definitely. But he was a lovely person and re- a lot of fun to chat to. Um, who else? Oh, my. I have the list. Do you want me to... You want me to yeah, pull it up? We can, I'm going to throw some, some quick names at you and you can tell me. Carlo V. Nausgaard, uh, there's an, Anne, an older Ann Patchett episode mm-hmm. that people can listen to. Salman Rushdie. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, there's an Esther Perel that's great. Esther Perel. Um, there is Brett Easton Ellis. That's Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Um, Ocean Vong. Love and that. some, yeah, and some past Lisa Tadeo conversations as well. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot here. Um, Veronica Roth, Courtney Mom. There's a lot of really, and Elizabeth Gilbert, who I think we re-released that episode, but you know that's there too, and a lot of really, really good stuff. So these will all be available as you listen to this episode as our Christmas gift to you. <laughs> And just a big thank you for everyone who's been listening. Our numbers are growing significantly and it feels really um, energizing and fun to know that people are sharing episodes they like. So please keep it up. And yeah, tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your friends. And uh, follow along on social media at Lit Up Show on Twitter and Instagram and if you read a great book, uh, let me know and I'll share it on the pod. Also, if you have authors that you adore and think would be a great guest on the show, also send their names our way. There's usually a way to to get them on. Um, so have a great 
end of the year, everyone, and see you in 2022. And thank you, Liam. Bye, Angela. Bye, Liam. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.